The best part of waking up is doom scrolling ketchup. Four-year-old niece asked if I was also a grandpa. Running late. We'll finish yogurt and shower. In other news I just fell trying to get onto the elliptical. Two hours into this road trip and my husband is doing bad Seinfeld impressions. Is this hell? Welcome to Tweet Victory with hosts at Annie underscore Berglund and at CWC Radio. Welcome to Tweet Victory. I am at CWC Radio and I'm joined as always by... At Annie underscore Berglund. Annie, I'm going to set the timer for five minutes. Um, and good. let's jump... Yeah, let's jump right into the tweet of the week. Um, this is one that I particularly love. This is a, uh, uh, a visual tweet. Um, and, and it says... Uh, the text says, My first graders said this looks like me. Um, and it is, it appears to be a picture out of a textbook because I can see like the curve of the pages a little bit. Um, I'm presuming this is an English textbook because you're teaching English. Um, and the, the, the text on, in the textbook says call, like the verb call. And it says, who will you call to help? And the word call is highlighted. But then the photo is a picture of a young boy. I'm going to put him around the age of four or five dialing on uh, a real chunky looking cell phone, yes. but the, his hair is uh, kind of blonde bowl cut. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. Oh, All right. Yeah. So, I... so is this, is this actually the textbook that you use for, uh, for, for teaching English or? Yes. Yes, it is. And now ever since they found this photo today, um, the entire class spent the rest of the class, like, occasionally flipping through the book and trying to find more Annie's. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so I, I teach, uh, elementary and middle school English as a second language here in Korea. And this is my class. That's yeah. Like first graders, six, seven years old and just so cute. Um, really kind of beginner English speakers. So, uh, they refer to me as Annie teacher, um, because in, like Korean English classrooms, they'll say your first name and then teacher at the end. So when Mike taught, he was Michael teacher. When I taught, I'm, I'm Annie teacher. So they like to go through and be like, is it Annie teacher? Is it Annie teacher? And only ever point at boys with blonde haircuts under the age of 10. <laughs> and they think it's me. <laughs> do they, do they know that it's funny? Yes. To oh, point they that think- out to you. Okay. Yes, they think it's hilarious, which it is like I I laughed out loud, too. But um, I also love that in this photo, the boy is like very concerned about using this cell phone. And it looks like me trying to use technology, like using the pointer finger and like jabbing at things until it works like that is me and phones and computers and everything. So I was like, is this both making fun of my appearance as well as the fact that I'm a technological dinosaur? Like if that's the case, these six-year-olds have some advanced humor. Yeah. I think, I think that they're, that they're on point with this. I look at this and I wonder like, these are first graders right this is a fairly disturbing image when you think about it because you see this child alone using a phone that's clearly not their phone like they this clearly looks like a child i'm gonna say he's four years old actually not even in school yet and it's like he's seen his parents use the phone and he's dialing on it but he's not dialing on it because he's like oh this would be fun i'm playing mommy and daddy 
He's dialing on it. And the question says, who will you call for help? Yeah. This child's in distress. This child needs help. And he, he's either considering how do I use a phone to call for help or who, or he's actually considering the question, which is who can help me at this moment? Is it like, well, should I call the police? Should I, should I call my lawyer first? Because like, I, you know, this is going to look bad if the cops show up and they see a dead body here. Like, like, like what is, it's a very, it's a deeply disturbing image. If you spend any time thinking about it, like what kind of trouble is this kid in? Absolutely. And I was looking at this class of it's only six kids in this class but it's like six six six-year-olds and i had to be like this is their vocab word is call um and day and all like all of these quite basic words and it's like i had to ask them then this question to be to reinforce the vocabulary and it's like looking at these cute little faces and saying like who are you going to call when you are in danger (laughs) Yeah, like why does it have to be that? Why they could, could who would you call for a ride? Who would you call to play? Like you could yeah. call for lots of reasons that don't involve needing help. And this child looks so troubled. Yeah, like where are his parents? Where where are and then the kids were like, I don't know, 119, 119 is 911 in Korea. So is it you, really? Yeah, if you ever need to call the police in Korea, just call 119. Well, how did they end up with that number? Was it, I mean, it's too similar to 911, but just flipped. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. It feels like a joke, doesn't it? Right. It does. It is absolutely real. And so the kids were all like, I guess we call 119. And I was like, oh, is this like a weird like PSA to these six-year-olds about like who to call? Like it felt super awkward to be like, yes, let's talk about if you are in danger. And then they're like, when Annie teacher, when it like, when are we, when do we need help? And I was like, Oh God, (laughs) I don't want to talk about this. (laughs) Like, let's just talk about you needing a pencil. And I lend you a pencil. Like that is a much better situation to use the word help call Annie teacher. If you need a pencil, like that is way better. Yeah. Because the word is not help that they're learning. The word that they're learning is call and call can mean lots of things that are benign, that are fun. You know, you could be calling somebody to RSVP to their birthday party. You could be calling them to say good morning, or you yeah. could be calling them to say, I need legal support right now. <laughs> but that's the thing with like language books. I don't know. I mean, you, the last time you took like a formal English class was just in graduate school. Is that right? Formal language class? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like, I don't know what your books were. What cl- did you take? French? German? Uh, German. German. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. So you took German when I'm taking Korean classes here and some of the vocabulary they give you are, it is just wild. Like who would ever need to know how to say that? And sometimes the kids books say that too. Like they have them talking about, and this is one of the like early classes and it's a speaking class. And like, it's like, do you bring a sack lunch to school or a hot lunch? It's like, who? Like, no one talks like that. Why is this one of the first units of this book? So I feel like that's one of those things. It's like, who do you call for help? Like, no, you don't. That isn't something that a kid needs to learn in a second language, like right away. Yeah, I feel like this is from like, like a learn like mafia English or something like that. They also like, it's like, you know, like, like, like it is, it, it's definitely creating a specific situation that the, yeah. that the, 
the child is going to need to deal with. Like, I would love to piece it all. What, what somebody should do is take this language book and <clears throat> sort of write a write a, a movie or a novel about somebody who was educated only by these <laughs> phrases and that that somehow shapes their experience of the world, that the world is a place where I need to call for help, um, where I need to like make this existential decision about hot lunch or cold lunch. Like, 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 like what are like the four or five things that shape that person? And it, it, it is these like four or five phrases that they learn. And somehow the kid like doesn't, he only gets to go to class like once or twice before he's thrown into the world. So these become like philosophically the most important questions for him to address and answer. For sure. Yeah. It's like, who picks these top or like, man, I, I, so I taught that at the start of my day, at the end of my day, I had a quite advanced class and they're taking these, uh, they have to listen to a CD lecture of a history lecture at like a college level. And these are 13 year old kids and then or like 12 year old kids. And then they have to like write or like answer questions and write, you know, problem solution, cause effect, like all these things. And it was on the American dust bowl. Like <laughs> these are like 12 year olds. So I start my day off with who do you call when you need help? Six year olds call one, one, nine. And then I end my day with all right, everybody, let's chat about topsoil and what happens when uh, you overplow land <laughs> during a Great Depression. Like, it's just, it is wild, the the breadth of things that you teach, but also, like, do they need to know about the Dust Bowl? I mean, it's important. This is, this is the picture we're giving them of the English-speaking world. <laughs> Basically, a giant John Steinbeck novel and a need to call for help. <laughs> It's so scary. I was like, like, never come to America, I guess. Like, if that's what you're going to experience. Although, although maybe, maybe it actually has the opposite effect, which is they, they, their guard is up and then they come to America or Great Britain and they're like, oh, this is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought there was just going to be dust storms and the need to call for help. I will say the one thing that is constant in all of these classes is I started out the day with this class about calling 119 and the kids were all like, Annie teacher, is that four-year-old you? And then at the end of the day, when I talked about the Dust Bowl and said it started in the 1930s, they all asked if I was born then. So I think no matter what the class is or what the age is, making fun of any teacher's appearance is like a constant, which is great. I mean, if anything, if anything, I want to teach kids how to joke around in English. That's like the best way to learn a language, right? Sure. I think that they're already very advanced. At that. <laughs> I just love the question, is this Annie teacher? <laughs> and I, I, I want to know, like, like, how far could they get? Like, could they find a picture of a dog who has roughly fur the color of your hair and be like, is this Annie teacher? Oh, yeah. Well, another kid in my Dust Bowl class was like, oh, um, Annie. Um, I, I, they just I dropped a- all the formality of Annie teacher at that point. Yeah, they're older kids. So they just say okay. Annie or just teacher. But I drew on the board a map of um, you would be so proud, Sam. I drew on the board a map of the U.S. I drew like where the Great Plains were. I drew like soil and and like wheat coming out and like roots coming down. We were talking all about this stuff. And then I was like, what are some of the big things that are grown in the Great Plains? What could you guess? What's grown in Korea? What's grown here? And they were like, oh, that thing that makes bread. And I was like, yeah, what is it? And they're like, it's uh flower. And I was like, 
before that, like, what do we call it? And we got to wheat and it was really exciting. And then we got to corn. We talked about corn and they were like, and I was like, oh yeah, I like Minnesota is around that area too. And like, we, you know, like great plains, that's like kind of where I'm from and whatever. And they were like, is that why your hair looks like corn? I was like, really guys, like, that's what you're going to take away from this is like, let's just (laughs) make fun of me more. My hair is like corn. I look like a four-year-old boy with a bowl cut. And I was born in the 1930s. Do you ever swing back and say, well, let's look at what you eat. <laughs> does this shape the way, does this shape what you look like? Right. That's <laughs> awesome. I, I feel like, um, <clears throat> I feel like there's a sitcom waiting. To, maybe this already exists, but there's a sitcom waiting to happen. Um, like a, a school sitcom of a, somebody teaching English in Korea. Um, this, I would, you would watch that. Right. And like, especially like kids who are like smart and precocious and it's hard to tell whether they don't understand or whether they deeply understand and are just needling you yes i think you i think you should write a spec script for this i think that that's oh. uh that, that would be a good use of your time absolutely i mean they would yeah there's so much content and also like they could just write it with me <laughs> that's right that's right you could just like just record each day and that becomes an episode they're amazing <laughs> well it, well, Annie, uh, this has been very fun and very enlightening. I really, I want to know more about your textbook. Let me know um, if you encounter any other sort of disturbing when you when you scratch the surface at all, disturbing kind of questions or pictures as we as we get into that. I also want to know what's the furthest thing from you that they think might that they think might be you. Um, and uh, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, you should be. Uh, subscribing to the channel 3900 podcast network. You should follow at Annie underscore Berglund at twitter.com. Um, we have lots of great stuff coming on the network. We did a, a really fun episode of latchkey kids this week where we talked about um, school lunches. So to sort of continue this school theme, um, great stuff from the folks at election shock therapy, uh, really good video store episode this week. So lots of good things coming. Um, and we will be back next week with another episode of Tweet Victory. See you then. Follow us at Annie underscore Berglund and or at CWC Radio. Mm-hmm.